It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. At long last, week one of the 2023 NFL season is finally here for the Carolina Panthers. What should be reasonable expectations for the Panthers in 2023? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, the part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council. We're starting this week, the weekly. Wednesday mailbag is here throughout the entirety of the regular season here on Lockdown Panthers. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me now. As you can hear, I am hoarse. I have lost my voice. It is a awful time for this to have happened as week one of the NFL season is here, but it's completely my fault. Actually, no, it's not my fault. It's the fault of the South Carolina offensive line who allowed my Tar Heels to have nine sacks and 16 tackles for loss on Saturday night at Bank of America Stadium. So I was screaming my head off, lost my voice, but I did win $100 for my buddy Michael. So thank you for the free money there, you Gamecock loser. Um, but moving forward uh, to what actually matters, what you guys are listening to this podcast for, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers and expectations this season. And Brian Burns, will he be a part of the Panthers come week one this Sunday in Atlanta? So all that coming up here on the show. So please bear with me if it's your first time ever listening to the show. No, I do not normally sound like this, but uh, at least for today and probably tomorrow, uh, hopefully not all week. This is what I'm going to sound like, but we're going to make it through. So please bear with me as we talk about the Carolina Panthers this week one. Thank God it is finally here. Here is the question I have for you. And I have asked y'all and I had a lot of people 
reach out to me on Twitter because I did ask for your DM situations and to let me know what y'all thought as far as what are reasonable expectations for the Carolina Panthers. I was going to read a lot of them, um, but then I found out that Brian Burns, once again, wasn't there as far as walkthroughs, was in the building, but may not play on Sunday. So we kind of had to rearrange things on today's show here on a Labor Day Monday as I'm getting this out to you a little bit later than I typically would. But I saw a lot of people say between six and even 11 wins for the Carolina Panthers in 2023 under head coach Frank Reich. Now, of course, Carolina Panthers started off horridly last year, but Steve Wilkes taking over this team in the final 12 games of the season was able to go 500, 6-6, six and, six, and had them Week 17 on the road against Tampa Bay, where if they win that game and they handle the expectations, or at least they handle winning, and then go and follow up the next week against New Orleans, which we'll never know had they been able to actually win in New Orleans the week after that, had they actually won in Tampa Bay. Had they done that, they would have been a playoff team, a team that would have fired the coach after five weeks, started off one and five, would have been a playoff team had they taken care of business in the final two weeks, but primarily week 17 on the road against Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and a Bucks team that unfortunately ripped apart this secondary. The Panthers overachieved last year when you look at a coach who was in over his head and you saw once again Matt Rule who struggled in one game uh, one possession games in the NFL uh, keeping up with tradition there at Nebraska that Scott Frost have put together the last couple seasons as they lost a one possession game and had awful quarterback play three interceptions by Jeff Sims so Matt Rule carrying over what he did in Carolina to one game there in Nebraska even though I think he'll be fine long term in Lincoln but still Matt Rule's in over his head. The staff was not where it needed to be. The only other, only two coaches from the staff last year that are still here are James Campen, the offensive line coach, and Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator. That staff was not up to par, even though it was better as far as more experience last year than it had been in the previous years. The team has young guys that unfortunately have not had an opportunity to really win big in the league, but they got to see what it takes to be in contention a year ago. So despite having awful quarterback play and even some bright moments, some guys like Sam Darnold and even P.J. Walker and that start in Atlanta, this was a run-first team. This is a one-dimensional offense. And in the NFL, you cannot win big as a one-dimensional offense. And in today's NFL, you cannot win at all unless you have a quarterback capable of getting the ball out on time, getting it out accurately, and taking care of the football, which I think the Carolina Panthers now have in Bryce Young. But let's also understand heading into this year, while it's rightfully true that everyone should be excited you have a new head coach, you have an owner who is willing to open up the pot, his checkbook in order to build what I think is an excellent staff here in Carolina that is experienced, unlike what you've had the last couple of seasons. Everyone should be excited. Absolutely. Football's back. I hate so much when people get the football season, they're excited, the team loses one week, and they're like, oh, bleep this, I hate this team. It's so crazy because you spend all off season talking about how much you miss it. So everyone should be excited about this upcoming season. I just want everyone to just be cautiously optimistic. Now, feel however you want to feel. I just don't know if we should be placing too heavy of expectations on the Carolina Panthers. By no means is any reasonable, sober person out here saying the Carolina Panthers are going to win the Super Bowl. I think there's a decent amount of people who think that they're – I don't know if it's decent, but I think there are, there are people out there who think they're going to win a division. I don't think it's crazy to think that they can win the division. I just don't believe year one with Frank Reich, a rookie quarterback, and offense and defense and new schemes, that that should be 
the fans' expectation. But again, y'all reached out to me. Plenty of you said that your expectation was to win the division. Plenty of you said the expectation was to be competitive, maybe win eight, nine games. And some of you uh, aren't all that positive at all. But there was every spectrum. Now, there, I mean, there was no one saying they were going to go like one in 16, but everyone was pretty much between seven and 11, really more like eight, nine, 10 wins, which I feel like is not a crazy number. My number is eight and nine for the Carolina Panthers. I just got to see it. And last year I was bullish on them. I was a fool, but now I'm just going to wait and see. I do think that Bryce Young is going to be the best quarterback the Panthers have had since Teddy Ridgewater. If you look back at his stats, wasn't terrible. Just was horrible in the situations that matter most. And that's in the last possession of the game where you're trying to tie or send into overtime. And he could not do that over eight. I don't believe that's going to be the case at all for Bryce. I do think numbers wise, Bryce will put up the best numbers that we've seen since Bridgewater, who honestly was better than the other guys that they try to replace him with the last couple of seasons. But I do think long term, Bryce Young will be a much better player than what Teddy Bridgewater has been coming out as a first-round pick to Minnesota out of Louisville. So they're going to get the best quarterback play by far. And more consistently, I think, really, since the first half of the 2018 season when the Panthers are 6-2 and two of Cam Newton. Like, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Now, I'm not saying that Bryce Young's going to be an MVP candidate and contender. I do think he can be Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year in the NFL. But I do think Bryce Young is going to go out there and he's going to operate this offense in the manner that they want. And you saw it in the preseason where he didn't get protected great. He didn't have his receivers out there, really. But he was able to still look calm and cool and collected and look like exactly the kind of player they wanted to take their number one overall who could come in and operate this offense from day one, which he's done. I think the running game will be good. I do think the offensive line will probably take a step back just knowing that you got to put in Chandler Zavala as a right guard um, for the time being until Austin Corbett comes back. But I do not have my concerns about Ike Iquano. I'm not concerned about Taylor Moten. I'm not concerned about Bradley Bozeman. I think this offensive line will be just fine. They're just going to have to go take back because if you lose your second highest uh, rated offensive alignment according to Pro Football Focus and you put in a rookie, you're not going to be better. So... I don't think they're going to be bad. I just think they're going to be just a rung below where they were a year ago, but that should still be good enough to keep Bryce upward and for this team to be able to run the football like they were able to do in the final 12 weeks of the season last year here in Carolina. The wide receiver core, it's underwhelming. I'm being honest with you all. I think Adam Thielen still has something to give this year. I'm concerned about the injuries to guys like TJ Chark. Chanel with the concussion, I think he should be fine. Terrace Marshall, he's shown throughout his career so far in Carolina, he can't stay healthy. I do think Jonathan Mingo can be a good player for them, but that's a lot to put on a guy at Ole Miss who's in from a, sec- a second-round pick rookie uh, alongside with Bryce Young. So... I'm just not impressed by the wide receiver core, but there's more options. And it helps that you have Hayden Hurst here where the tight end will no longer be an endangered species in this Carolina Panthers offense. And I think Miles Sanders can give you something receiving out of the backfield as well. So this will be a better passing offense in Carolina this season, and I'm excited to see it. Defensively, the defensive line, has there's some concerns for me. Derek Brown's great. I think Chateau will be good for them. Deshaun Williams will be good. I don't know how much I'm believing LeBron Ray and Nick Thurman. I think they need to add somebody to that group, a veteran. That would certainly help, as Thurman and Ray have really not played at all in the NFL. And I know they're backups, but if Brown goes down, the Panthers are in a bad situation in this 3-3-4 scheme that they're running under Jero Averro, the defensive coordinator here in Carolina. So they need to bring somebody else in, but if they can stay healthy and Brown can build off of last year, they can have a good defensive line unit. I just don't love the depth there. Inside linebacker, I think Frankie's going to be great again. Shaq Thompson would be great. Not a lot of concerns. Outside linebacker, we're going to get to him momentarily. I think they'll get it figured out with Brian Burns, but he might not be there on Sunday. But Burns will be great. I think he has a chance to be an all-pro this 
this year. Justin Houston, I don't know if he's going to get nine and a half sacks again, but if he can give you seven, and then if Haynes, who we're going to talk about him later, if he can come back and be healthy and help you out, I think they can be fine on the edge. But there are some injury concerns and some depth questions still on this defense. But the secondary, I feel, I feel good about them. At safety, love Von Bell, love Xavier Woods. Everything I've heard about those guys as communicators leads me to believe that the communication in the back end is going to be great this year. J.C. Horn, please, God, stay healthy. If you do, you are going to be one of the emerging stars in the NFL coming out of the season because I certainly believe that people have just not been able to lay their eyes on him enough across the league to understand just how good of a player he is. Dante Jackson, as well, can be a good player for the Panthers. Just needs to stay healthy. And, of course, he is entering week one dealing with his own injury. But adding in Troy Hill, who knows the system and has been in this scheme, it helps the Panthers to have more experience. And C.J. Henderson can only get better from what we've seen over the last couple of seasons. So defensively, like with the offense, I think there's pieces there. I like the defense way more than like the offense. But it's just going to take some time. And I ask people to be patient. The offense barely played with each other in the preseason. Yes, they got practice reps. They got the joint practice day with the Jets. But Bryce has not had everyone out there with him. He hasn't had Austin Corbett out there as his right guard. He hasn't even had Chandler Zavala out there as his full-time right guard for the majority of the offseason and training camp and preseason. Uh, also, you know, he hasn't had his kind of his, some of the receivers out there. We haven't seen Lewis Chenault really run, run with the one. Same thing with Terrace Marshall. We haven't even seen Miles Sanders. So it's just going to take some time with these new schemes, rookie quarterback, for this team to really get to where they need to go. And I look at the first six weeks, it's tough. Four your four, four your first six games on the road, still a young team learning with a young quarterback. If they start off poorly, don't be concerned. I do think come the second half of the season, when they get more home games, they get more experience, they understand what they're doing in these schemes, that this will be a dangerous team. I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but I do think that they're going to factor in to how the NFC playoff picture shakes out come December and January. They will be playing important football games again. And that over-under number, 7.5, I'm going over on it. I think 8-9, and nine, that's the right number for the Panthers. If they get to 9-8, and eight, that would be awesome because that could set up next year for a team to finally, for the first time in franchise history, have back-to-back winning seasons. I would like to get there. I just, right now, I'm going 8-9. and nine. And for me, year one, it's all about developing Bryce Young and showing that you can be a competent and competitive organization, which I believe they will be. Year two, you need to take steps from year one, in particular, Bryce Young taking that next step, and it would be nice to make the playoffs. And honestly, based on how Bryce plays this year, I'm probably going to be calling playoffs for next year. But year three, make no mistake, if they don't make the playoffs the first two seasons and they're building with it and have a quarterback in Bryce Young, where a lot of times it's that third year with a rookie quarterback or for these young quarterbacks where you first see them really take that step and be one of those top players in the NFL, at least show that they can be that. That is when you should really have the expectations. So I'm not saying not to have expectations now. Just be reasonable about it. Playoffs to be great this year. I don't think it's going to happen. Playoffs could be great next year. And based on how Bryce plays this year, that could be what happens. But year three, that's really just when things, the expectations should certainly be placed on them like, hey, win or else. But this year, I don't see that being the case. Would love for them to be back in a position to where they could win the NFC South. I still would favor New Orleans. I do think Atlanta's improved. Tampa Bay is a joke. So I'm not really worried about the Bucs. But I do think the Carolina Panthers can get to eight wins this year and maybe even nine and potentially be there in the wild card picture when it comes to the NFC playoffs. So we'll see. So let me know again. DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Let me know what your expectations are for the Carolina Panthers heading into this season. Now, 
I don't know what we should expect Brian Burns to play on Sunday, considering he's been sort of MIA from the practice field over the last couple of days. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Football season kicks off this Thursday, and there's no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy in their pick'em game. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend kickoff night doing, watching the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states, including North Carolina, and it's a ton of fun. If you want to build your dream team today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code Locked On, and not only with Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for you to pick to be correct. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code Locked On. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are we sure that Brian Burns is going to play on Sunday? That is a question that we are all asking ourselves after Frank Reich met with the media on Monday afternoon here on Labor Day and said that Brian Burns did not take part in walkthroughs. And he was, though, in the building last week. Similar situation where Brian Burns was not out there on the practice field, but was in the building for meetings, leading people to wonder, is this contract related? A week ago, Frank Reich said that he was unsure what was going on, but did say it was a personal matter, would not say whether it was contract related stating last week and again on Monday that he has nothing to do with the contract situation that's going on with Brian Burns. He did mention that he spoke to Scott Fitter and David Tepper, the Panthers owner, and let him know how he feels about Brian Burns and wanting him to be here in Carolina long term. So now we're sitting here days away from the season opener and we're wondering if the Carolina Panthers Best player? Is it safe to say Brian Burns is the Panthers' best player? Because I think it's fair to say that. If the Panthers' best player will be out there week one because the Panthers have failed to give him the contract that he's looking for. Now, let's also understand the role that Nick Bosa in San Francisco plays in these contract negotiations. Nick Bosa, who also is not out there on the practice field of San Francisco, is someone who is one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, just like Brian Burns. He's been a little bit better than Burns, and he's probably going to get paid the most money by any edge rusher in the history in the NFL. I would imagine that Brian Burns is sitting here. As I've told y'all before and anytime we talk about this, I can imagine that he's sitting here waiting to see what Bosa gets. I feel like for Burns, his best argument for trying to get as much money as possible, which I am all in favor for, these teams don't give a damn about these players. They're going to use them, abuse them, and lose them when they don't think that they can help them anymore. So these players should absolutely do what's best for them while they can at a young age and cash out. Now, Burns wants to be in Carolina. 
Fitterer says he wants Burns to be in Carolina. And if you look at things right now, with Marquise Haynes headed to IR, you're bringing in Justin Houston, had a great year, but he's an aging player. And you have young guys, and Gross Matos is still, I guess, a young guy who hasn't done anything for you. And you look at Amari Barno as well and DJ Johnson. They can't afford to not have Brian Burns on the field. Kind of a similar situation there in San Francisco, except they have a better defensive line than the Panthers have. But as far as edge rush goes, Brian Burns is the Panthers' edge rush. And we saw that last year. Yeah, Haynes stepped up, Luvu as well in his first year as a starter. But the Carolina Panthers need Brian Burns on the field if they want to have the kind of season that they hope to have. And they're going to need him on the field for the years to come if they want to go out there and win Super Bowls like David Tepper said Bryce Young is here to do. But you need to have Burns out there in order to do that. And you need to go ahead and pay the man. Now, for Burns, I would continue to be patient. I'm not saying that if I was in the situation, I would sit out and not play week one, but I can understand him not wanting to put himself into harm's way. It's probably why he didn't play in the preseason. Now, there's a lot of philosophies out there nowadays. There's no reason to put your starters out there in the preseason. You get much more done in, in, in joint practices, which a lot of teams in the league do. The Panthers, of course, did theirs with the Jets, where Brian Burns was active, and we saw him out there uh, making some plays. So, it's not like he hasn't been willing to go out there throughout the preseason and training camp as far as well, really training camp and practice. But as we've gotten close to the season, as a deal has not been done, now we're kind of seeing that maybe that's what's happening. But it's been personal matter. Brian Burns hasn't spoken. We have no idea what the situation is. Frank Reich has also said how he really appreciated the immaturity that Brian Burns has shown, the leadership being out there. Same case with Scott Fitterer and these whole contract negotiations. And when asked, Frank Reich was asked, hey, have those your feelings changed? He said, Nothing but the higher cigar for Burns. That life is complicated sometimes. We just got to keep moving forward day, to, day by day. He also recognized that he could be going out there in his first game as the Panthers head coach on Sunday in Atlanta without Brian Burns. I'm not quite sure how what the fan reaction will be. I'm sure a lot of fans are probably going to be ticked off because the season's here and they're going to call Brian Burns selfish. And in a way, yeah, it's selfish. Uh, but he's got to do what's best for him. Because again, the league, the NFL, does not care about these players at all. So Burns needs to go out there and get his money. And the Panthers need to stop messing around. They have no leverage. When they didn't trade him at the deadline last year, they had no leverage. When they didn't trade him when they moved to number one to get Bryce Young, they had no leverage. When Scott Fitterer literally said Burns will be here, they have no leverage. They have no one on this roster who is in their prime and anywhere close to Brian Burns. Now, of course, Justin Houston a couple years ago was. But no one else on this roster provides what Brian Burns provides to the Carolina Panthers. They need to quit messing around, pay this guy, and don't have the situation play out where he's not playing on Sunday afternoon. San Francisco, same case. I would ask you and encourage you to get the deal done with Nick Bosa so Brian Burns can get a deal done here. And the last time I saw any reporting on this, it was Albert Breer was saying that, you know, that, and I didn't read Peter King's Football Morning America yet. So maybe he said something on Monday. But Albert Beer, I think last week, talked about how the Panthers and Burns really haven't had conversations at all recently, which is wild because I know the team, Darren Gant of Panthers.com, put this out there uh, back in the summer that the Panthers have put out an offer, and I believe that was in June. Well, they need to put out a bigger offer now here in September because they cannot miss Brian Burns out there for any amount of time, especially on Sunday in a divisional game. Or it's Frank Reich top up there. They have a certain sense of urgency. All right, let's see it from the organization, that sense of urgency by getting a deal done with Brian Burns and making sure he's out there on the field. But then again, this could all be uh, nothing at all that Burns will play. I would have a hard time seeing Burns not play. I just, I mean, I'm, well, I don't see, I'm not going to say he's a bad or good guy, whether he plays or not. 
but it would be surprising in a way uh, to not see Brian Burns out there. But I guess nothing can really surprise you nowadays as guys have to go out there, do what's best for them, earn their money, and set their families up for generations with the kind of wealth you can make, especially as a top-tier edge rusher in the NFL. So we'll be following this situation all week as Brian Burns did not take part in walkthroughs on Monday, was in the building, uh, but Frank Reich is unsure whether Burns will be available come Sunday afternoon in Atlanta against the rival Falcons. Another edge rusher who will not be available is Marquise Haynes as he was placed on IR. What does this now mean for the Carolina Panthers edge rushing situation as Burns and Haynes are both guys who could be missing for some period of time? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting to wave a wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway, and I would hope you guys already be done with it, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you needed undervalued running back to help you help give your fantasy team a smoother ride in 2023, look to build second-year man James Cook. Cook will have a receiving role but earn more touches than that because of his explosive ability versus older, injury-prone Damian Harris. Dalvin's brother also plays in a high-scoring offense where there will be plenty of pleasing big play opportunities. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Carolina Panthers situation at edge rusher was a key question when the Panthers headed down to Wofford for camp back in July. And it's even more of a question as Brian Burns did not take part in walkthrough on Monday and is out for what Frank Reich has deemed a personal matter. Although he has been in the building for team meetings, there is some thought that this is contract related. And it's probably a correct thought as the Carolina Panthers have yet to sign their two-time Pro Bowl edge rusher to a long-term deal that would make him among one of the highest paid edge rushers in the NFL. Nick Bosa out in San Francisco also in the same situation as Burns awaiting a new contract. Could they be related? Probably. But we'll see how all that transpires this week as the Carolina Panthers prepare for the Atlanta Falcons in week one of the NFL season. So they'll be without potentially, they'll potentially be without Brian Burns. They do know that they'll absolutely be out uh, without Marquise Haynes for the next four weeks as he was placed on IR. Haynes was held out of most of training camp with a back issue and returned to practice briefly once the team returned to Charlotte, but left again last week, still dealing with that same back issue. He joined Stephon Sullivan, the Panthers tied in on IR, and they can both return in week five. And this now means Carolina Panthers have two open roster spots available to fill, and they will likely need to fill one of them with an edge rusher if uh, they are missing Burns. But you would even think they could do that with Haynes being out for a couple of weeks. Same case on the defensive line where I think they should add a veteran. The Panthers could use either one of those spots to sure up their pass rush and defensive front heading into week one against Atlanta. 
Now, with Haynes being out, this is going to put a lot of pressure on some of the younger guys. I would honestly say the guy who's probably under the most pressure, especially with the burn situation playing out, is Justin Houston. Justin Houston, we have yet to see play as he was signed late during uh, training camp. We did not see him in the preseason at all, and that kind of makes sense at his age and what he's being asked to do. No reason to, d- to play him. He is getting paid $6 million, up to $7 million in incentives. He's getting paid like a starter. Had a great year last year with nine and a half sacks there in Baltimore. Kind of surprised the Ravens didn't want to bring him back. He has experience with Frank Reich, which is part of why he's here. He's here to be a leader, but he's also here to play. And to make some plays for the Carolina Panthers and to be able to take some of the pressure and the attention away from Brian Burns, who, of course, will command any attention from defensive coordinators every single week this year that he's out there for the Panthers. But if Burns isn't going to play on Sunday and now with Haynes out for the next four weeks, Justin Houston is going to really need to step up. Because we have not seen anything out of Etor Grossmatos in his first three years. And it's still kind of an awkward fit there at edge rusher, at outside linebacker, standing up. We have not seen anything out of Etor Grossmatos to believe that he's going to all of a sudden, you know, snap it on and be able to go out and really be the kind of disruptor the Panthers need. DJ Johnson, they're still trying to learn, teach this guy the position. And for Johnson, the third-round pick, like when you get the guy in the third round, whether he's a project or not, you're probably wanting to play him. The Panthers are going to need to see something out of him on Sunday, but that's a lot to ask from a guy who did not produce at a high level in college and is more of an athlete trying to be turned into that outside linebacker, edge rusher kind of player. Amari Barno, we've seen flashes. I feel like we've seen more flashes from him than Gross Matos at least the last two seasons. He's probably more of a special teamer, but they're going to need him out there on Sunday if Burns doesn't play, but knowing that Haynes isn't out there. So, all four of those guys, really, Justin Houston, are going to have to step up and be able to make some plays for the Carolina Panthers with Marquise Haynes up for the next four weeks and even on Sunday if they don't have Brian Burns out there. I think Burns will be out there. Again, I just – I would be surprised, man, if he doesn't go out there and play because, I, I, man, I just – I don't see him being someone to sit out uh, a game because of contract. Uh, not not saying he would be a bad guy to do it, not saying he'd be a good guy. I just – I just I couldn't see that from Burns, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. But the Carolina Panthers will be out, we without Marquise Haynes for the next four weeks as he's on IR right there with Stephon Sullivan, and they're going to need some of these young guys to step up because this is uh, it's time to go. It's week one, and it's exciting. Got the Atlanta Falcons this week, of course, guys, and I'm ready to see what happens here. I think the Panthers can go down there and win. I think the Panthers can go down there and lose. I mean, these first two weeks, it's tough uh, with New Orleans Monday Night Football. A team that I think is probably is the favorite to win the division, who I would pick to win the division. I could see the Panthers going 2-0. I could see the Panthers going 1-1. I could see the Panthers going 0-2. And, and if I had to really rate them, I'd, 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 I'd want, I would have 1-1 one one first, then 0-2, then 2-0. And, and I know people are like, oh, that's so negative. I just I don't think they're going to win both these games. I do think that a split's going to come, uh, more likely than not. But – it's going to make it even harder to win both of them if they are not able to get some pressure and if they're without guys like Brian Burns, but also if some of these young guys don't step up. So a lot of pressure there on these edge rushers like there already was going through the season, but that's now just been ramped up and intensified based on the personal matter going on with Brian Burns and Marquise Haynes headed to the IR. So we'll see how it works out once we get closer to Sunday here in Carolina. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesday, I'll be back to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, doing that throughout the rest of the regular season. Seriously, 
get those questions in now. I want to do it every week, so give me as many questions as you have possible, and I'll answer those on Wednesday. So stay tuned for all that coming up here on the show. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding, and I will talk to you guys on Tuesday where I hope to have a better uh, voice. But uh, we will see. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.